When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It's OU Texas Week. Let's go. This is the Huddle Reloaded. Toby and Curtis Lofton coming up here in moments. But, hey, as we always do on a Thursday, we kick things off with our player interviews. Only one this week as I caught up with Jaden Davis. What was it like to be back in a full-capacity road environment like that? Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, my last time going to uh, Manhattan was freshman year, and we didn't walk off that field um, really happy. So it was, just, it was amazing to just get back there especially and, and really get to it. It's a fascinating game to look back on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because here you were, a true freshman, Parnell gets kicked out of the game. It's just you and Trey Brown at corner, and you guys fight and scratch and claw and almost pull it out. What was it like going back and having a little bit of depth? And, you know, again, they had some success, but to continue to grind away and get after it. I mean, I had, I had to take a walk around the field um, before the game just to, and all the emotions came rushing back. I remember uh, it's a couple of plays. I, I really, I watched the game the night before. It's a couple of plays I wish I could have made, and I, I went and stood at those different different yard lines, you know, and, and really just took everything in. 
So it it was an experience, and I know I had to I I had to put my big boy pants on <laughs> that day uh, two years ago. So I just I just wanted to do everything I could in that game to um, make a difference and to to help the team. And I know I had ten other guys on the field that were going to do their jobs as well. Jane, a couple weeks ago, you talked about for your personal improvement, trusting the process. Take us through what that looks like for you and trusting the process of being more involved, being a starter, being a guy who's making plays. I mean, it's, it's been a long, it's been up and down for me throughout my um, whole career, but I, I really, Coach Grinch, Coach Manning, I, I really have to trust them. And I've learned that I've, I've been fighting inner battles. I've been fighting um, battles just every day. Just trust, just have to trust my technique and trust what they're telling me. And once I completely involve myself in, in what they're saying, whether that's inch mirror punch, in my technique, whether that's tracking a hip and my tackling, and and it's not going to be perfect every time, and I and I know it's not going to be perfect, but I feel like I've had more success because I've trusted my coaches, because I've trusted what Coach Grinch says, because I've trusted what Coach Manning says, and I feel like the success rate goes up when you just trust them. And it, it's a position that's challenging as all get out, right? Because you almost have to have a short-term memory at yes, corner, sir. man. Yes, sir. Um, competition and practice. How has that helped improve you? Not just with your fellow corners, but with the receivers, you're going up against some of the best in the country every single mm -hmm. practice. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's great. We had the addition of Mike Woods coming in, Mario, who's a different kind of speed. You know, Jaden Hazelwood. It's just guys, every day, you know you're going to get work. And, and that's part of the reason that I came to the University of Oklahoma. In the class I came in with, with Jaden Hazelwood, Theo East, Spencer Rattler at quarterback, I knew that every day. I was going to be constantly challenged and challenged every day. And you have no choice but to get better at the cornerback position. So I love those guys. Those guys give me give me work every day. And I, I just can't wait for them. I'm, I'm their biggest fans on Saturdays, but on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we, we got to go at it. What's that moment like for you? Cotton Bowl. You, you run onto the tunnel. This will be, what, the third time that you've yes, done sir. it. Can you take us through what that emotion and what that energy is like come Saturday? I mean, it's, it's crazy. We just had a meeting. We can't, you can't spend too much energy um, before the first snap. You know, you got to kind of keep your, your excitement and everything to a minimum because you know that, like, this game is going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. It, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fist fight. It, it's going to be no matter how you feel, no matter what the team's records are before this game or whatever you see on film, that guy that you're going against, he's not going to be that same guy when you show up there Saturday at 11 o'clock. It's not going to be that same receiver, that same quarterback. It's not going to be the same. And they always talk about being a jungle, and it's a, it's a jungle out there. You're either going to, you're going to fight or you're going to run forever, you know? And I feel like we got a whole bunch of fighters on our team, and I'm ready to ride for them every day. Love it. Fire it up. Go get him, Jaden. Good luck this weekend. I've been pretty impressed with Jaden Davis. I think he's going to play a big role with Woody Washington likely still being out on Saturday. Keep an eye on number four. Good stuff. We got, we got Kennedy Brooks, who I went one-on-one -on -one with. That's going to be in our Sooner Radio Network pregame show. We'll be on the air Saturday morning at 9 a.m. All right, we'll get back to the Huddle Reloaded coming up in just a bit with Toby and Curtis Lofton. But right now, I'm joined by Matt Shapercutter. He is with the Sooner Club. Matt, what is your actual title with the Sooner Club? I'm our Senior Associate Athletics Director Wow! in the Sooner Club. Fancy. Yeah. It's pretty big time. I didn't realize this. No. Um, you know, there's been so many times when we've talked about the importance of what you guys do, and I feel like there's still that need for constant education. For me, too, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know the big title you had. Uh, what is the Sooner Club, and what do you guys do? Yeah, so the Sooner Club is the main fundraising arm of the athletics department. So 
Uh, it started back in, in the early 90s, and it, it was really set up to offset scholarship costs for the athletics department because that's it's kind of an um, unknown, I guess, fact is that, you know, our scholarship student-athletes, the, the athletics department pays for those scholarships back to the university. So it's a, it's a big expense each year. So um, the Sooner Club, fun fact, actually, Chris – was, I'm here for fun facts. Yes, was was started, and like I said, in the early '90s. But a big piece of it was the Beef Club. So the Beef Club. Yeah, so cattle ranchers <laughs> and and farmers would would donate cattle to the athletics department to feed our student athletes. Wow. So it has morphed into so much more than that. I obviously so. now. <laughs> so you know, it, it's ranging from everything from the scholarship cost uh offset to um every resource we provide student athletes nutrition academic support uh psychological resources all of that to all of our facility projects all of those are kind of being uh fundraised by our senior club which uh, we're going to get to because i think i've I've set a record for the most times people have asked me about stadium projects and everyone's yes, wanting to know about softball. Yes. But, you know, you kind of hit on there a little bit about the role in athletics. How has it grown? How have you seen the Sooner Club grow? Yeah, so we are now um, just tipping over 14,000 members, wow. which is just incredible, really, when you take when you take a step back and you think about that number, 14,000 members. Um, it's, it's truly inc- incredible. And when people ask about, you know, you get the question all the time, what makes Oklahoma special? Everybody around the nation hears that Oklahoma is a special place. What makes Oklahoma special? And to me, it's that. 14,000 people giving their hard-earned money to support our student-athletes. And and the tagline that we're we're embracing right now is investing in champions – that's that's our championship mindset. We hear that all the time. We have fourteen thousand uh, donors that are investing in that, so it's it's huge. It um, that that's kind of our our main role. We don't have any state funding or um, or student fees. A lot of athletics departments um, are for lack of a better term, a strain on the right. university. Can be, yeah. Uh, and and we don't want to be that. We we want to be a great partner with the university and and actually give back when when we can. Can you um this past year was challenging for everyone, but can you kind of take us through how the Sooner Club members played a direct role in what ended up being a record breaking year, despite everything Matt that we were going through? Yeah. Un unbelievable. And again is testament to people investing in champions. Really, um, we went from um, a year where we had twenty, you know, twenty percent capacity in a lot of our venues, and and lost the opportunity at a lot of um, ticket revenue because of those capacity restrictions. But we saw people um, give more out of the bottom of their heart, That's which awesome. is really tremendous to see. Um, we have uh, out of the 14,000 members we have over 60% of those giving on top of what they have to give for seeding donations so again that's investing in champions when you're yeah you you have to give something to get the seats that you want but then like kicking in a little extra that's huge huge 
Especially with everything we went through. Yeah. I mean, that, that says a lot. Yeah. When I, in fact, when I saw the notes, I was shocked to see that it was a record-setting year. And that's not it, yeah. it, that's not a yeah. bad thing. It's just everyone was challenged, Matt. It's got to be so exciting yeah. for you guys. Oh, it's it 100% is. And, and I think people see our starting – not starting to, but are seeing the value in, in the student-athlete experience and want to help out as much as they can. I agree. I agree. Um, before we get to how we can help, you mentioned facility projects. Mm-hmm. So um, h- how's it looking? How are we going? What's kind of next for the for the Sooner Club? Yes, yes. So our main uh, kind of focus right now with facility projects, there's four. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know this. Yep, there's there's four main ones. Softball is, is top of mind for everybody, and it is definitely for us as well. <laughs> um, we got to get, get that project done. Uh, softball, baseball, gymnastics, and tennis are all uh, projects that we're currently doing. And, you know, Chris, these projects aren't like wish list type of things. They're necessities. Like we have we have um, not kicked the can down the road, so to speak, but um, we've waited long enough. And our donors are, are embracing that. So we're – seen some great momentum Good. for the the softball project specifically we've announced some major gifts towards that project um we are in co- some good conversations on some more so good. so so keep your e- ears peeled you on that me, you got me uh, my interest <laughs> peaked there yes yes so um just a little nugget like since august 1st for example for the softball project we we've raised over a million dollars to the softball project specifically so um that's really really encouraging i mean obviously the national championship um created a ton a ton of momentum we saw people um add on to to existing pledges and and create new ones as well so it's it's exciting and that's the that's the biggest thing for us is there's just there's opportunities ahead for us to really really make an impact for our student athletes. So for those on the Sooner Sports Podcast mm-hmm. that hear this and maybe didn't understand or didn't realize the role of the Sooner Club and and want to get involved now that they hear you talk about it and the passion that you have, Matt, how can people get involved? What can we do to help right now? What do you guys need? Yeah, they can give us a call. I mean, we have um, really we can customize what they're looking to get out of That's so of, cool. of a membership like this and it starts as as low as 50 bucks. We have a, a month we actually have a monthly membership that you can give us your credit card we'll automatically withdraw um like around $12 a month out of it and you're a senior club member. That's so awesome. and and of course it goes up from there. Um so you can find out a ton of information at the soonerclub.com. You can give us a call. Um, our lines are are always open eight to five. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, one one other thing I'd love to bring up, yeah, Chris, is is our um, twenty twenty two renewal period is starting here actually today. So it's a great oh, that's it's, not it's a, bad a very relevant yes, very relevant time that we're that we're here. So um, we have really never um, rolled out our renewals for the next season this early. And we're doing that, Chris, because we heard 
from the feedback from our donor base that they want as many convenient options as possible to make their commitment for the next year. That's so cool. the, the true deadline is April 30th of 2022, but somebody can – can spread their commitment out over a seven-month period and really make it palatable yeah. for them. So, information like that, I, I went to the website. I forgot how smooth the website is. Yes. TheSoonerClub.com, and there's all kinds of information on here, too, from uh, Caleb Kelly, who's working on his master's, yes. <laughs> telling his story to the vision that you guys have for the future projects. And as you said, now's the time, right? I mean, now's the time to get involved. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's um, – it's a great time to be a Sooner. There's a lot, a lot of exciting things. When we look towards the the future with the softball yeah. facility, some of our some of our um, sports programs that are really starting to take off. I mean, you look at last year. We talked about the support that we've had, but we we knocked on the door so many times. We had three runner up. Not, uh, uh, yeah, in, runners in, up. Yeah, yeah runners yeah. up, and of course the national championship with softball and everybody it's been well publicized the uh the conference realignment yep. talk that's a huge opportunity for us we're in a great we're in a great spot but we also got to up our game there you go matt shaper cutter you're the man not miss anything thanks gonna, chris i, I want to make sure because your boy uh I, I even made sure to give what joey credit joey bailey sent the most incredible rundown <laughs> i've ever had for a podcast interview well so, they'll probably listen to this and get mad uh, at me or and, and check some stuff off that i didn't hit <laughs> but no the biggest thing i think is um there's room for everybody to be involved we're there's opportunities to get involved and we'll customize it to to however people want to to do that it's great the soonerclub.com thank you matt yes thanks so much chris thanks to matt and the incredible crew at the sooner club you can learn more right now at the soonerclub.com it's ou texas the red river rivalry toby and curtis lofton break it all down Inside the huddle. On the Sooner Sports Network. From Learfield. Breaks a tackle. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Oh, mama. This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery. Locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines. The official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino. Still the one. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry. Where the difference is quality. This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Rowland. Welcome to Rudy's, everybody. Good crowd has gathered on this Tuesday night as we get set for OU Texas Week. Hi, everybody. Toby Rowland with you alongside All-American and Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, Curtis Lofton is with us tonight. What's up, CeeLo? What's up, my man? How are you? Man, I'm great. You know, it's something about this week. The body just, I just start feeling <laughs> like I'm ready to go. I'm lifting <laughs> extra weights, doing a little extra running. Yeah. Want to put the pads on again, run down that tunnel? You know, since I've been done, I never think about playing. But games like this, I'm ready to go. Like Coach Lincoln Riley, put me in. <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't take much to twist our arms to get you back on the oh, field. Oh, not at all. Sure. So we're going to talk OU Texas over the course of the next hour. 
In the next hour, we'll be joined by Teddy Lehman. He made a pretty big play in this game once upon a time. And Lincoln Riley will be alongside as well. We call this the Lincoln Riley pregame show. We're going to look back at a 37-31 win Saturday in Manhattan for the Sooners to keep them undefeated. Now 5-0 on the year. We will also preview the 117th edition of the Red River Showdown. Our opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre. McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. Here we go. Some highlights from the Little Apple. Defense making a play, Curtis, on the opening drive. Come on, Nick Benito. You got to get that in the end zone, man. <laughs> He's running out of gas. He was looking for a little guy to hand the ball to, I think. <laughs> Benito with the scoop. Reggie Grimes forced the fumble. Sooners would get down to the one-yard line, but an errant snap would move them back, and they would settle for a Gabe Burkich field goal to take a 3-0 lead. Burkich 40-yarder. Kansas State would march the field, though, and Skyler Thompson found Phillip Brooks, who beat everybody to the pylon. Kansas State takes their first lead of the day, 7-3. That was it for first-quarter possessions. It was a... I really felt like we dominated early on, but just couldn't get off the field defensively and offense couldn't punch it in. There's the kid named Stoops. Tough catch in traffic there. He holds it up, and here's how they'd score. Jeremiah Hall on the reverse into the end zone. 10-7. Sooners back on top. The lead volleys back and forth. Jeremiah Hall's first career rushing touchdown. Late second quarter now. Kansas State would tie it up. Tayton Winkle, 30-yard field goal, makes it 10 apiece. This is only the third possession of the game for OU. Right before halftime, they march the field. Spencer Rattler puts it through a tight window to Jaden Hazelwood, setting up Gabe Burkich for a 27-yarder. OU up 13-10 at halftime. Second half, Oklahoma got the ball first. Lincoln Riley happy about Burkich pounding it through. Here's the opening possession, second half. First down pickup there to Mike Woods. Sooners in cat territory. Swing pass to Mario for a good gainer and a first down inside the 10-yard line. And they'd finish it off. Little pitch. Kennedy Brooks takes it in. Old Touchdown. Faithful. I love Kennedy Brooks. Had a good game. Had a great game. We'll talk about him here in a bit. 20 to 10 Sooners. They got the three and out. Got the ball back. And there's a big play. You've been wanting some more big plays, Sooner fans? That was a 48-yarder to Marvin Mims. Nice little connection. Rattler able to escape the pocket, directing traffic, and he finds Mike Woods, the Arkansas transfer in the end zone. Was looking pretty good there, Curtis. 27-10, and he thought, all right, maybe they can put it on cruise control. Not the case. Cats answer back with a deep ball. First play, next drive. Skylar Thompson over the top. Skylar Thompson just loves playing OU. He seems like he saves his best games for OU. There's no doubt about that. And this guy plays pretty well against him, too. Deuce Vaughn was difficult for OU to wrangle all day. Seven-yard touchdown, 27-17. We had a double onside kick in there and an interception, but eventually now in the fourth quarter, Jeremiah Hall on the shovel pass, 34-17 Sooners, 17-point fourth quarter lead. Again, you're feeling pretty good about things. That guy's feeling pretty good about things. 
34-24 now, and Gabe Burkich late, only 95 seconds to go in the game from 47 yards, 37-24. But there was a penalty on that field goal that would force OU to kick off from the 20, and Malik Knowles would make him pay. I'm sitting there like, no, no. Someone get him, hit him out of bounds. 93-yard touchdown, his second straight week with a kickoff return for a touchdown. That made it a one-score game, 37-31. And it would come down to a third onside kick of the day. Oh, you recovered it, hit a knee, ball game. Sooners are 5-0, got a little scary there at the end, but they hang on to win it. Hey, you know, you win games different ways, and they be barely winning games. I'll take that over a loss any day of the week. Kansas State outgains them. Sooners outrushed them. They had the exact same number of first downs. OU has been great in the red zone this year. Six for six again in this contest. And it's time for our players of the game. And that uh, graphic there was a little bit of, of a hint about who your player of the game was. My player of the game is Kennedy Brooks. I call him old Mr. Faithful. He's not very exciting at times, but... It just seems every time you look up, here he is, another 10 yards. He's very patient, got great vision. And I just love the way he plays the game. He does all the dirty work, stops there, cuts back, lets his blockers get in the way, and just continues to get first downs. This guy, he's going to be big this week, and he's been big for us many weeks. Ran tough, too. We're going to see a run coming up where he breaks a bunch of tackles on the way to uh... – about a 25-yard gain. Felt like they changed some design things to try to get him going downhill a little bit more this week. Well, he once he gets downhill, he's a completely different runner when he gets his shoulder pad squared up, and he's very tough to tackle. Here's the run I'm talking about right here. Nice move, runs through a tackle, runs through another one, churning down inside the five-yard line. Good day for Kennedy Brooks. 15 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. My player of the game, I'm going with the quarterback. Spencer Rattler was under fire, and he delivered. His first real road game in a true hostile environment in his career, and he was very good. 22 of 25, 243 yards, two touchdowns. Looked like they designed some things to get him out of the pocket a little bit. Was able to use his feet to pick up some first downs as well. He seemed poised. Curtis, he seemed under control. I thought he was great. I liked everything I seen from him. I seen him going through his progressions when it wasn't there. Kansas State were dropping eight in the coverage. And he was tight, fitting the ball in some really tight windows, showing off his arms, showing off his mobility. I think this was a real signature game for him. Uh, you got to give him some credit. I mean, he was feeling some heat from his own fan base. And to go on the road like this, knowing he was under some pressure, whether it's justified or not, and play like that, that's I mean, pretty gutsy. It just shows the maturity from him because, yeah. you know, if we saw Spencer in the past, I don't know if he would have handled that the right way. But this game, with everyone wishing for his job and to come out and play the way he did was fantastic. And good job, Spencer. Our drive of the game is presented by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel. Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas, you're going to need it. Going down to Dallas this week. Hey, Sooners, don't get past. Get Pike past. We chose the opening drive of the second half. Oklahoma kicked a field goal to take the lead going into the locker room. Lincoln loves this move. It's the old Bill Belichick move. Score going in. Score coming out. You get the double punch there, Curtis. 
and they were very effective coming out of the locker room. When they came out of the locker room, I believe they really just set the tone. It was a great combination of play calling, the offensive line blocking, running the ball, and Spencer doing Spencer things. It was great. Sooners pick up the first down here. It's a nine-play, 75-yard drive. There's a back shoulder strike. Mario Williams said, oh, throw it deep. I had a step. Rattler underneath finds a big target. Braden Willis had four catches on the day, his biggest day of the year so far. Caleb Williams got involved. His first pass of the season goes to fellow freshman Mario Williams. Up the gut, churning to the two-yard line. And Oklahoma would finish it off from there with what we saw before, the little pitch to Kennedy. Two-yard touchdown run. Nine plays, 75 yards, three minutes and 20 seconds. And Oklahoma took a two-score lead with our drive of the game. Message sent early second half. Definitely message sent. You know, I think Lincoln was like, hey, we're going to start running the ball. We're going to mix in some play action. We're going to let Rattler get out of the pocket, throw the ball down the field. And Kansas State really didn't have an answer for any of the, the calls. It was an odd day, and we're going to talk more about this in the next segment, for how the season has played out so far because it felt like Kansas State's not going to be able to stop OU. They scored on seven of eight possessions. It was a matter of whether Oklahoma could get Skylar Thompson and Deuce Vaughn off the field. They kept going for it on fourth downs, onside kicking it. So far this year, it's the defense that's been carrying the offense. On Saturday, it was the reverse. Well, I think it was a great combination. Um, you know, the things that – how teams are going to try to beat us is by keeping our offense off the field because first three possessions, three scores. So defensively, our Achilles Hill right now is third down and fourth down. I haven't seen a team play so good and then give up those big explosive plays. And if they continue to do that, you know, if they can get off the field on third downs, yeah. this defense will be elite. It's, it's, it's odd because I agree with you. On Saturday, that was certainly the case. Going into Saturday, they were number one in the Big 12 and top 10 in the nation in third down defense. Like, they've been great in that area. But Saturday, they, they were third and 14, third and 11. And sometimes they didn't pick it up, but then they'd go for it on fourth down and, and pick that up. Well, Keep the drive alive. As a former defensive guy, anytime you go for it on fourth down, I see that as so disrespectful. Yeah. And I was fired up at the house like, come on, guys. But, um, you know, Kansas State realized, you know, their coach was being aggressive. And when you're it, on fourth down from a defensive standpoint, it's, hey, let's focus where our eyes are at. Because, you know, we're a man-to-man, -man, and Vaughn, he's a little bitty guy, and so – he reminds me so much of Darren Sproles, one sure. of my former teammates, who I hated playing against because everyone's six foot three, six foot five out there, and he's five foot six, and you know he'll disappear behind the back, and all of a sudden he's gone. And so you've seen a little bit of that, and the tight end was open a little bit, but we get our eyes right, we get off the field in those situations. Yeah, he's a, he's a jitterbug. He's and the first guy seems to always miss him, not just with OU, with everybody. Open field tackling, you know it. You know, there's a couple of times where, you know, I'm watching with the casual fan. They're like, oh, I would have made that tackle. And yeah. I'm thinking in my head, hey, when I got in a couple of situations, I got a little bit nervous because I'm like, hey, just open your arms up as wide as possible and try to get clothed. And, you know, he makes a lot of guys miss. All right, we'll take an opening timeout. Deep dive into the OU offense and defensive performance against the Wildcats when we come back. You're watching the huddle. It's OU Texas week here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television Partners, OU Health, 
and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Here's a draw play. Charles, Jamal Charles inside the five. Touchdown. Dropped it. He dropped it. it. Oklahoma's got it. Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, I tell you, fell on the ball, but this ball was stripped. What a huge play by the Oklahoma defense. I'm going to tell you one thing. When you take a look at this, one of the biggest holes that they've had all day long. But just take a look at the answer. This ball is knocked out by Reed. No, excuse me, by Lofton. Great play by Lofton. That's my man right there. CeeLo. What a play. You know, uh, I became friends with Jamal Charles later once we got to the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say, not that day. Not that day, you know. (laughs) And I just remember that play, and uh, they had really tucked the momentum in the game. And uh, I remember watching all week, we watched the highlights of Teddy and Roy. And Uh I just remember thinking, man, I really want to make a play in this game. And I knew uh, when I got across to him, I was like, well, I know I can't tackle him. Let me see if I can hit the ball out because he carries it kind of loosely. And, you know, I just came through and punched it out and then tried to pull him down. And I saw the ball was out. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I did it. You know, I did it. Yes. <laughs> same end zone, same yard line as the guy who's going to be sitting here in about an hour. That that uh, north end has been uh, kind to the Sooners a few times through oh, the man. years. So what a thrill to make a play in OU Texas. Huh? It's It's a feeling like no other because – it's just something about this game that, you know, it brings out the best in you. Yeah. And, you know, all week at practice, you know, there's another, you know, the way the intensity of how the coaches are coaching you, how you're practicing against each other. You know, we got a lot of Texas players on this team, and, you know, they want the bragging rights. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it was, you know, we got to go get this one. Does it feel different being an Oklahoma kid? Oh, man. You know, uh, you know, everybody knows I grew up an Oklahoma State fan. Yeah. But my first, once I committed to OU, and my first game I went to, away game, was the OU-Texas game. And when I went, I really didn't know anything about the rivalry like that. I knew it was a big game. But when I went, it was, you know, split down the middle. Yeah. You know, orange and the red. And it just, you know, it's hard not to get fired up. And it was Adrian Peterson's debut as well. Oh, what a day that was. Now, there's nothing like it. We're going to talk some Texas, preview that game in a bit. But let's keep looking back on the K-State game. Let's talk defense. Let's start there since we just saw a great defensive play. Not their best day of the year so far. I think you'd agree with that. Missed tackles seem to be one of the biggest reasons. And Deuce Vaughn is a hard guy to tackle. But did you feel like that was an issue on Saturday? I, I, I just thought missed tackles were a big issue. But missed assignments were okay. more the, the issue. 
you know, having bad eyes. You know, when the team's able to run the ball, it causes you to put a little more effort in trying to stop them, and it lets guys get a bit loose. But, you know, that was a big play. You know, Kansas State had the momentum here. But for me, it's just, hey, stop letting up. When you got the got them down, keep them down. And I feel like at times our defense is like, hey, okay, it's third and long. We got this. I think some people, myself included, were a little surprised that this defensive line that has been able to get so much pressure all year wasn't able to seemingly do that consistently against Skylar Thompson, who was working basically on one leg back there. That's the one sack of the day. That's the only sack of the day that OU got. Were you surprised they weren't able to pressure him more? Well, I think they pressured him, but he did a great job, and they did a great job of getting the ball out of his hands quick and getting to his check downs and going through his reads. So I think it was more so about them than really about us executing what we were trying to do. One thing you have to give OU's defense credit for is that right there. They continue to be excellent against the run. They swarm to the ball, and I love seeing all the white jerseys around the ball. OU allowed only 100 yards rushing to Kansas State, only 51 yards rushing to Deuce Vaughn. In this uh, current now 13-game winning streak they're on, there's still only one running back that's gone for over 100 yards against them. And no team this year has rushed for more than 100 yards collectively as a team against Oklahoma. That's going to be tested big time on Saturday. Oh, that's definitely going to be tested. This may be one of the best running backs in the country. I mean, he's very versatile. He can do it all. And uh, it's going to take a full group effort to hold him in check. There's this 13-game uh, winning streak we're talking about. A few of the numbers. They've forced 26 turnovers in that span. They've had 46 sacks in the 13-game winning streak. 101 tackles for loss and a plus 14 turnover margin that, that you're gonna have to play some good defense to win 13 straight games it has been over a calendar year now since Oklahoma last lost that feels pretty good yeah let's keep it going and in the in the thing about it is you know we're not playing our best football and we're still winning games and so once we get everything rolling on every cylinder I think you know we're going to look like Oklahoma pass where we're blowing teams out and the defense is you know playing the way they are playing I'm intrigued to see if they can get some help back defensively this week. It's a good thing that they're deep because they've lost some bodies. Uh, Delarian Turner-Yell wasn't out there again Saturday. Still no Danny Stutzman, Jeremiah Cradell. Still no Jalen Redman. They're getting a little thin in some spots, so hopefully one or two or more of those guys can come back and help them against Texas. There's something about Texas week that the healing process speeds <laughs> up a little bit, and uh, hopefully these guys get back out there because they're big uh, assets to the team. Especially Delarian Turner-Yell. Feels know, like his presence and oh, his his uh, experience was missed. His leadership and the way he's a very solid tackler. And, you know, there was an opportunity that, uh, you know, we had opportunity for an interception, in it, and he makes those types of plays. Um, so getting him back out there, not only does it fire up the other guys, but you have another solid leader that's been in this kind of game, and, you know, he doesn't ride the – the ups and downs, and he really shows up and plays his best during this time. All right, so maybe the defense took a step back. Alex Grinch certainly was not happy with the way his defense played after the game. I don't think there's any doubt the offense had an encouraging performance. Let's talk about the run game to start. The numbers won't wow you, but it felt like they ran the ball much more effectively Saturday. 
Well, for me, the things, they didn't run the ball, like turn and hand the ball off and get big runs. But what you consider into the run games where there's little short passes and swing, swing passes and swing routes to the running back is really what they did and executed really well versus our defense. What's your assessment of the offensive line, both in this game and where they are going into Texas? Well, this game, I believe they took a huge step and they blocked as a unit. They got to the second level. Um, you know, it really showed we ran the ball and there was a few wrinkles in run game that I really liked. But, you know, if we didn't get penalties here and there, it really uh, derailed us. I mean, I thought they really dominated Kansas State's front, uh, their defensive line. We saw the big play from Marvin Mims earlier. First two passes of the game went to Marvin Mims. Seemed like a concerted effort to try to get him more involved. Well, anytime you got a playmaker like that, you got to get the ball in his hands. And what I what I like most about what Spencer did, he spread the ball around to multiple wide receivers and didn't allow defense just to hone in one guy. There's a look at Marvin getting loose. Hasn't had a chance to have some uh, open AstroTurf in front of him much this year, and it looked like uh, he enjoyed it. We saw a couple of highlights there of Jeremiah Hall. I'm going to tie the producers in a knot back there and just go back and forth on these highlights. <laughs> but it looked like Lincoln was looking for creative ways to also get the H-backs more involved. They were in the backfield a lot more. Hall had a couple of touchdowns. Braden Willis had four catches. He's always been a master, Lincoln, of using his H-backs, but this is the most they've used them so far this year. Well, Jeremiah Hall, I think he falls into the great line of the former great fullbacks slash tight ends, H-backs, and, you know, he showed a little speed. I didn't know he had speed like that. You know, he does all the dirty work. Beat and it's him always, to the corner. Yeah, it's always great to see him get the ball and get the punch one in, and I think he has – I want to. I would be curious to see what who has the best hands because he makes some incredible catches. He does. He does. Stogner had a nice play as well. Rollout Rattler uh, was was rolling and had a little jump pass on the touchdown to Hall as well. So good, encouraging performance by Oklahoma. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll look around the rest of the Big 12 this past week and the week that is to come. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Motion. Pitch goes to Allen, needs a block, to the two, to the one, leans down to the goal line, touchdown Oklahoma, Sooners have beaten Texas, Oklahoma beats Texas. First overtime goes to the Sooners as they beat the Longhorns thanks to James Allen, touchdown run, 30-27, to another great moment in OU Texas history. It's time now for our Big 12 report. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. Curtis Lofton, Toby Rowland with you. It's time for our Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. All right, Texas wins. Tight one on the road at 
TCU. How about Texas Tech upsetting West Virginia in Morgantown? OSU in another low-scoring slugfest. They stay undefeated. 24-14 over Baylor. Iowa State, no problem with Kansas. Let's take a look at highlights from some of these games, and we will start in Stillwater. Cowboys and Bears both came in 4-0. Baylor, of course, coming off that big win, Curtis, over Iowa State the week before, but they just really couldn't get anything going against that Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, Oklahoma State's defense it shut someone out in the second half, and then they really came to play versus Baylor, and Baylor's offense was really stagnant pretty much the entire game. Cowboys won this game despite being negative three in the turnover margin. Spencer Sanders had three interceptions, but Jalen Warren, that running back, that young running back for Mike Gundy continues to impress. He had 125 yards on the ground. Touchdown late here on the quarterback sneak, made it a one-score game, but Cowboys would tack one on themselves on this play, and OSU wins it 24-14. to 5-0, they get a week off this week. Meanwhile, in Cowtown, Texas has had an awful time in Big 12 play with Gary Patterson and TCU. Longhorns just 2-7 and seven against TCU in conference play, and it looked early like the Frogs might get them again. I don't think Texas is – was it seven years since they won at uh, TCU? Long time since they won at Fort Worth. There's B. John Robinson. We'll talk about him in a bit. Longhorns would take the lead, and it's because of B. John that really they win this game. Robinson, 35 carries. That's Steve Owens-type numbers right there. 35 carries. 216 yards and two touchdowns. Casey Thompson had just an okay day, but Bijan was special. Whenever you got a running back like that, who cares what you got a quarterback, you know? <laughs> he's he's spectacular. You played some running back at Kingfisher. I had a little shake and bake back in the day. What's the most carries you got in a game? Well, mm, I'll probably say about 15, 20. 15? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's south of 35 by well, a little bit. So Well, you know, it's it, in those 15, 20 carries, I was, I was worn out. Because I also play defense, too. We only got 15 carries because every other one you were putting them in the end zone. So oh, just that's a little bit. Yeah, roll the tape here. West Virginia, Texas Tech in Morgantown. Mountaineers coming off that impressive effort against Oklahoma and Norman. But, boy, Red Raiders jumped all over them early. Henry Columbia at quarterback played well. Texas Tech led 17-0 and hung on, getting a last-second field goal from Jonathan Garibay to win it 23-20. This one surprised me. It's really surprising. You know, if I'm a coach, I always worry about the letdown after playing a team like Oklahoma, and Ooh. you clearly see this in West Virginia. <laughs> a touchdown, but a big hit. Early fourth quarter, Texas Tech takes the lead. We don't need to watch all these highlights. Trust us. Red Raiders ended up winning it after an exchange of field goals. 23-20 to was the final. All right, I ask uh, this every week. Right now, and this can change as we go along, top three teams in the Big 12 are? Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State. No Iowa State in there. Man. They've lost it, two games. It's, it's fair. No, they, they fall into the fourth just because they lost two games. Yeah. And right now, it's Jack on Hyde. You don't know which team's going to show up. You know, when they're playing really good, it's really good. But when they're bad, it's it's really bad as well. I'm worried they're going to get it, you know, figured out and in gear about the time they roll into Norman. 
It happens every, every year. Every year, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the slate in the conference coming up this week. It's a short slate. There's some buys in there, so only three games. Red River Showdown, of course. That'll be at actually 11 a.m. I guess we, I guess we're working off the Eastern Time Zone on our graphic here. West Virginia and Baylor will also be an early game. Texas Tech and TCU will play in Lubbock. Good matchups. No Oklahoma State. No Iowa State. A couple other teams get buys this week as well. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we preview the 117th Red River Showdown. It's OU and Texas coming up Saturday morning in the Cotton Bowl. You're watching the huddle. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind Casino, and Homeland. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Under center is Chris Sims. One back behind him. Sooner showing blitz. Sims may be changing the play. Gets the exchange, retreats in the end zone, and the ball! <laughs> A touchdown, Oklahoma! Kenny Lehman on the interception as Sims was hit the ball went in the air. There's the blitz. Touchdown, Lehman. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Williams got him on the blitz. Lehman on the pick. OU is going to win it again. Maybe the most famous play in OU Texas history. Certainly, if you live on the north side of the Red River, welcome back to the huddle. I got to tell you, nothing makes my heart happier than hearing some Bob Berry. Too. Oh, I love As soon Bob as Perry. I hear his voice, I just yes. melt all over. That's great. It's time to go behind enemy lines now, brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Let's talk about the Texas Longhorns. Come into play four and one. They got beaten by Arkansas early in the year, but made a quarterback change and have looked pretty good since then under first year head coach Steve Sarkeesian. We've talked some already about their star running back. Bijan Robinson, give me just a broad general thought from you on how good this Texas team is. Well, uh, offensively, their best player is the running back. And so um, when you have a player like that, he's very versatile. He can do it all. And so as he goes, this offense goes. So from a defense standpoint, if we can shut him down, make him one-dimensional. But at the same time, one of our Achilles heels has been the QBs running the ball. Yeah. So Casey uh, Thompson, we're going to have to keep him, have packages to where we have a spy to keep him locked in because I feel like if we can make him be a quarterback and sit in the pocket, then we're gonna, he's not going to beat us with his arm. Um, uh, but overall, you know, it's a really – Sarkeesian, you know, being at Alabama, their whole team has been based off of run the ball, get boots, get the quarterback out. And so, like I said, we stopped the run. We like what we see. We're all guessing here, but do you think OU has to commit more guys to the box to try to deal with 
Bijan? I believe so than early they normally on. Would? I believe so early on, but the one thing that scares me about that is Texas has always been big at the wide receiver position. And so getting in some of those one-on-ones um, with some of our shorter DBs, uh, I don't think that bodes too well for us. But, I mean, we have to load the box to stop this run game. You're a great person to comment on this, having played the linebacker position. Speak to the difficulty of dealing with a mobile quarterback, a dual-threat quarterback. That's what Casey Thompson is when you got that extra guy in the running game for them. Well, you know, even when you're a man-to-man, you kind of got to have eyes in the back of your head because a guy like him, he'll take off and run. And, you know, we used to always say, you know, you don't want to see the ball thrown. See ball thrown, we used to say, see ball caught. So you, you lock in on your, on your guy, but with him running, you know, it causes – we used to have to do with our defensive line called cage. And so we used to say, cage, cage. So that means no one rushing up the field, and the defensive tackles have to push, push the pocket. Don't let him be comfortable. But, you know, you can't leave little seams for him to get through because if that happens, you know, we're not like what we see from him. It's a delicate balancing act, though, isn't it? Because – the strength of this defense has been that defensive line, and you hate to take the gusto out of them by asking them not to go get the quarterback. Well, you mix it in. You know, you can't just, hey, let your guys pin their ears back and say, go get him. Because if that happens, that's when seams start open. He steps up and gets out because the guys are being man-to-man. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a good balancing act between – hey, we're going to be a man, sometimes we're going to be in zone, sometimes we'll, you know, Grinch has done a, a fantastic job, especially versus Nebraska, where uh, Nick Benito was in a, sp- in a spy and, you know, Martinez and didn't let him step up to the pocket and add on late rushes for him to get there. Short spy, I think Teddy calls it, coming yeah. from the defensive end yeah. position. They got some good wide receivers. You mentioned they got a freshman there, Xavier Worthy, that's having a really nice year. Jordan Whittington, Joshua Moore. This is a talented the offensive line is experienced. This is a pretty salty unit that Texas is bringing in, and they're playing well. Remember, they put 70 on Texas Tech two weeks ago. Well, I, I believe that, you know, whenever you have a, a quarterback controversy, the guys are like, who's, who's going to be our quarterback? Because both guys brought different – uh, attributes to the team, but when they finally put Casey Thompson in, you know, he just tucked it and ran with it, and, you know, he's very versatile. He's a great runner, got a really strong arm, and, you know, like with Texas, when you got those tall wide receivers, they, their catch radius is so big, and you just throw it up and let them try to go get it. What an interesting spot. What an interesting week for Casey Thompson. You know, it's uh, his brother was here. Yeah. His father played here. Great play. And so... Uh, you know, I th- and this is a huge game for him. You know, this is where, uh, you know, champions are really made. And so can he step up and not let the, you know, this game be too much for him is the question. Because this is the first time he's going to be in a pressure situation like this. We've seen last year when Spencer Rattler got in the situation, the game got a little bit too big for him. And, you know, Lincoln did a great move by putting Mordecai in and really getting him settled down. So, you know, I think early on, if I'm Grinch, I'm going to get him rattled. I'm going to throw some different things at him so he doesn't get into a rhythm, doesn't get comfortable. And, you know, it's going to say a lot about him and see how he comes out and plays. You're from Kingfisher. Newcastle's a similar-sized, you know, town. You mentioned going to your first OU Texas game. Casey's been to him his whole life. You know, he, I mean, he knows yes. what this thing is about. And now to be in the middle of it and to be in the burn orange 
not the crimson and cream. I just, what a fascinating position. I don't know. Maybe he'll play above his head. I don't, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's a really f- uh, fantastic storyline going into Well, that. you know, for me, how I can compare it is, you know, I grew up a diehard Oklahoma State fan. And so, you know, my first bedlam, you know, because I always envisioned myself wearing, you know, the orange and black, which thinking about it now, I'm like. Yeah, it makes me itch a little bit. You know, bit. it kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Like, what yeah. were you thinking? But I was brainwashed by my best friend's dad. <laughs> and so, you know, in the game, I said, hey, Curtis, you know, you, know you, you tell yourself, let's treat this just like any other game. But it's not yeah, it's any impossible. other game. And it's impossible. But I always try to keep my emotions intact and try to stay even kill. And if you're able to do that, then. You know, but I would say one of the things that's going to be uh, that always shows up in this game is it's really intense, and um, the heat is going to play a big factor yeah. too. Because you know, I remember I used to cramp and had to get IV at before the game and at halftime, sometimes afterwards, and uh, you know, got to see if these guys are going to be prepared to handle this. It is expected to be hot Saturday, 93, 95, something like that down there. Defensively, what have you seen out of Texas so far? Well, What's been really interesting, I remember being in a locker room. We had a couple of Texas guys, Kenneth Vaccaro, and, you know, Texas likes to call themselves DBU. And DBU, they've been known to play a lot of man. They man guys up. But for me, when I watch Texas, I see them playing a lot of zone, and uh, which is really interesting because that's not their M.O. But And I think, you know, being in football, people say it's a copycat league. And so – you're going to do what makes you successful versus other teams. And you look at, hey, what teams have done versus OU to slow them down. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams have been dropping eight into coverage to yep. stop us. And so it's going to be interesting to see if OU and Spencer Rattler, uh, if Lincoln adds in some QB run game to kind of stop that and, you know, doesn't let them play too much zone versus. DeMar Vion overshone, outstanding linebacker, backer, made a big play in this game a year ago. Their nose tackle, Keandre Coburn, is going to be right over Andrew Rame. Coburn, 6'2", 350. <laughs> I mean, he's just a big circle of a man down there that's going to be a nightmare to deal with. Hard-hitting B.J. Foster on the back end. Uh, but, I mean, they have been a little shaky. You know, they gave up 35 to Tech in that game. TCU moved the ball a little bit on them last week, so it's going to be interesting. Also, I think one of the things that's they're very similar to us as well is when it comes to speed at every single level. Yep. You know, they're a little bigger up front than we are, but their linebackers, their safeties, and corners, they all can run. First time you came down the tunnel, tell me about that experience. The first time we come down the tunnel is, uh, well, before that, you know, both locker rooms are straight across from each other. Straight across. and Not separated by more than almost this desk right here. And so we come out, Texas is standing there, and it's just a showdown. You know, guys are talking smack back and forth. The highway patrolmen are there separating us. And you walk down the tunnel. And for me, you know, I just remember walking out and just seeing a split. You know, you hear the boos. You hear the cheers. And I'm just like, oh, come on, calm down, calm down. Because, you know, but it's, it's an experience like no other. And just about two years ago, as a fan, I finally got to go to the game as a fan after playing and coming back. And, you know, I still just get chills thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, what a thrill. And they will do it again in a bunch of guys for the first time. A bunch of guys for the first time in a full stadium. Remember, we did not have a full stadium last year. 
It'll happen on Saturday. Sooners, by the way, the designated visiting team this year. They will be in those classic crisp white road uniforms. Texas will be in their home burnt orange. We'll take a break over under and our pick'em segment when we come back. Lincoln Riley right around the corner with Teddy Lehman. You're watching the huddle. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Turn, get to Peterson. Oh, my Outside, wide open, 15, 20, up the sideline, 25, 30, 35, 40, and out of bounds. White. Pitch sweep to Peterson trying to get outside, left side, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, ran over Huff, and Huff gets him down as he runs over him. Pitches the ball to Peterson, makes a block, 25, 20, 15, 10, 9-yard line. What a run, he ran over a couple of people. There's the give to Peterson, Beers outside right tackle, Joyce to 40, gets away from the tackler at 35, he's at the 30, and knocked out of bounds inside the 30. Uh, that's the day the world got to know who Adrian Peterson was all day and uh, turned out to be a pretty good career. That's the day that we knew, holy cow, this guy's something special. Well, for me, going to that game, that was the first OU Texas game I went to. So I was like, man, who's this Adrian Peterson guy? When is he going to get in the game? And they kind of sprinkled him in. Uh -huh. And then once he caught fire, I was like, this dude is amazing. I'm glad I don't have to tackle him. <laughs> a runaway train. Attention student gamers, the $150,000 level next Madden National Championship is back. Sponsored by Unilever, supporting Feeding America with one million meals this fall. Registration closes October 11th, so be sure to sign up now at levelnextesports.com. All right, final segment over under and the pick'em. I believe it was Charles Dickens that once wrote, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That properly uh, notates how we did last week in our picks. We were 0 for 4 in over-under. <laughs> now, that's Gabe Eichard that sat in that chair, so you take no blame on these at all. Three and outs, rushing yards, longest run play, total rush yards. Let's don't spend any time there. We're 8 and 12 on the year. We did better in the Pick'em Contest. You'll see that in a second. But let's do our over-unders first for OU Texas this Saturday. Our first over-under is three and a half sacks for Speed D. Only one at K-State, but they've had big sack totals the last two years against Texas. Are they getting to four? Yes. I'm going to say yes because I believe when you're a versatile quarterback, you're going to hold the ball a little longer, trying to get your guys open. And I guess and – and I'm – they had some big uh, offensive linemen up front. Yeah. But our guys are quicker, and I think we'll, we'll get to them quite a bit. And probably it's been a, a long week for Alex Grinch and his defense. They're going to be fired up to come out of that tunnel, so. Uh, Wade Grinch was uh, – If you're not happy. Afterwards, wasn't happy. And then when he's not happy, no one's I happy. roll with anything Curtis says about the defense, so we'll take the over – uh, over under 130 and a half rushing yards for Bijan Robinson. Big number, but that's what he does. Is he getting to 131? I'm saying under. 
I think I think he'll get to it. That's his average, 130. Not versus us. You're taking the under? I'm taking the under on that. I roll with anything he says about defense, so we're going to go under on that. Over under three and a half receptions for Mike Woods. Mike Woods kind of establishing himself, emerging as kind of OU's go-to receiver. I'll take the – I'm going to take the – under on that. Yeah, you're wrong. It's offense, so I get some say. He's gonna have. Uh, he's gonna have four. We're going over on that. Over under. 0.5 trick plays. Oh, that's an that's over. over for sure. Yeah. Now, come on, move on. Let's go yes. to. Uh, let's go to Pickham. Now we did much better in Pickham last week. A perfect five and zero. Oh. oh man. In Pickham, and we needed it. Um, Gabe and I picked Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama. Oklahoma State and Texas. That now brings us above 500 to 14 and 11 on the year. So the pressure's on. You got to keep the ball rolling here, Curtis. First game of the week, top five matchup in Iowa City, Penn State at Iowa. Both undefeated. I like Iowa. I just, I watched them play and, you know, they got a great defense, great offense. I like Iowa. Both teams look good early. Both teams have some big wins already. The game is in Iowa City. I like your pick. Let's take the Iowa Hawkeyes. The wave. You got you know, the wave. Got Can't the wave. Go you got to go that. with that. We'll take Iowa. How about SEC? Georgia blanked Arkansas last week, made them look silly. Now they go on the road to take on Auburn. Auburn just got a big road win at LSU last week. Toby, what do you take with you on the road? Defense. Defense. And yeah, and toothpaste. <laughs> and, and Georgia has the best defense I've seen in a while. And uh, they're shutting people down, shutting them out. They got this big monster up front. I don't see Auburn standing a chance. You got the dogs. I'm going with we'll the take dogs. Georgia. Next game is back to the Big 12. Oh, no, we're going to stay in the SEC. Arkansas at Ole Miss. Arkansas licking their wounds. Ole Miss also got beat last week by Nick Saban. This game is in Oxford. Boy, Arkansas' schedule is brutal this year. This is early. a tough one because Ole Miss, I like their offense and Lane Kiffin, but I think I'm going to go with Arkansas. On the road, Arkansas bounce back? Bounce back. Mm. What do you? I like Ole Miss in this game. Why do you like Ole Miss? Uh, it's, a, it's in Oxford. I think Arkansas had their spirit kind of sucked out of them by that shutout that they had at Georgia. Yeah. Now they got to go back on the road again. I say bring your let's, popcorn. Let's go with that. Let's I go like Ole that. Miss. Okay, we're I like the home team in I that talked as well. him into one. He talked me into Ole it. Miss. Big 12, West Virginia at Baylor. I'm going Baylor. Yeah. West Virginia got, I don't know what happened to them last week at home against Tech, so now they got to go down to Waco. Baylor's the pick, Baylor right? coming off a loss. You know, I like them. Last game also in the Big 12, TCU goes out to Lubbock. Texas Tech coming off that road win. They get to go back home. They going to do it again? No. You got TCU. I'm going TCU, On yeah. the road. All right, I'll ride with TCU. I, I just, you know, Gary Patterson, you know, when you're on the road, the thing that, that you do pack is defense, and I think uh, TCU's Yeah, but their defense, defense is, is no good this year. They're better than Texas Tech's offense, I believe. Okay, we'll go TCU. It's defense. He's talking defense. I just like defense. I'm sorry. Ten seconds. How are you feeling about the Red River showdown? I think it's going to come down to field position early on and who runs the ball better. And that will be? Oklahoma. Curtis Lofton, everybody. Thanks again for joining us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Big day tomorrow, Coach's Corner with Cale Gundy and Calvin Thibodeau. The scene setter with a very special guest. And then game day from the Cotton Bowl, OU in Texas. Everyone have a great 
Thursday and Boomer Sooner. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.